Hey everyone, we're back today with Galatians chapter 5. This will be part 1, and we will be looking at verses 1 through 5 today. We'll start off with verse 1, alright? Here's what it says. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Alright, let's just pause right there for now and uh, think about this first verse. For freedom, Christ has set us free. One day, a man set a trap and caught a parrot. He named him Elvis McFeatherbeak. He taught Elvis to speak many things by giving him treats when he obeyed his commands. Elvis would say things like, Thank you, thank you very much, or Don't criticize what you don't understand, son. He also said, When I was a child, ladies and gentlemen, I was a dreamer. Things like that. Even Elvis has left the building. His enslaver even taught him to dance a cute little bird dance on command. Elvis was like the king's jester, and he was the life of the party whenever his enslaver had company over. When his captor was at work, the parrot would tell Alexa to turn on the TV, and he'd watch it all day long. One day, the man hired a little boy to do house setting for a week while he was out of town. The boy mowed the lawn and he fed Elvis McFeatherbeak. But the young boy felt bad for the parrot and it weighed heavy on his heart. So on the last day of his house setting, he opened the cage door along with the outside window in clear view, providing the bird freedom from his cage. Then the boy left the house. As Elvis sat there, he pondered his future. His mind went through the different scenarios, and just thinking about it, he had already begun to miss his treats and, and the praise and all the good boys whenever he would sing for his captor and, and his friends. And there was the binge watching of the Animal Channel on TV. Not too many birds got to do that. Even though he knew all those things were not the reason he was created, he could have actually been flying and looking down over those animals. And even though he knew he was not fulfilling the purpose of his life in being free, Elvis McFeatherbeak stayed in his cage. and He remained with the one who first stole his flight. He danced for his jailer behind the bars of his prison the rest of his life. Let me read verse 1 again. For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. So Elvis was not set free so that he could stay in his cage. It was for freedom that he was set free. For us, Christ has set us free with his blood on the cross. In this context, 1 John 2.2, it says this, He is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for 
the sins of the whole world. So the blood of Jesus is sufficient for the freedom of all. It was Jesus who opened the cage door and the windows for our freedom. Next, Paul says some actual uh, quite scary statements to the Galatians. Uh, let's look at uh, verse 2 only to start with. Here's what it says. Look, I, Paul, say to you that if you accept circumcision, Christ will be of no advantage to you. So, in one context, the bird in our allegory uh, was freed. But in reality, he was not free. He never saw freedom for the treasure it was and so it was of no advantage to him because the truth is his heart was ne never really untethered from his cage. It reminds me of Matthew 13, 44, where Jesus talked about uh, the kingdom of God. He says, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. But for Elvis McFeatherbeak, when he confronted the treasure, he saw the treasures of captivity to be what he would give his all for. So Paul continues with his bold words to the Galatians. Um, let's look at two verses here, three and four. I testify again to every man who accepts circumcision that he is obligated to keep the whole law. You are severed from Christ. You who would be justified by the law, you have fallen away from grace. As Paul's been saying throughout Galatians, without Christ's righteousness in our account, we would be obligated to keep the whole law to attain righteousness. And the thing is, nobody does, right? Most likely in all of Galatia, in the various churches that Paul had established, there were many true believers and some unbelievers. It's the same for us today. If the unbelievers did not come to the knowledge of Jesus as Savior, then they would fall away. While though many of the true believers, if they stumbled, God would draw them back to resting in the righteousness of Jesus instead of own righteousness and we see many uh, verifications of that in Scripture um, true believers in Christ they begin their, their lives in him by grace through faith uh, we repented from looking to self and we look to Jesus now uh, he, we're a work in progress right and we so we live in these circles of repentance hopefully they're getting smaller and smaller and we're not getting so far away from Christ as we did we're growing in grace but some of the large circles they can leave us with years of, of ruin and, and heartache and unproductive life um, in Christ with with few victories before we, we return in repentance God wants our circles of repentance to grow smaller and smaller as we grow in Him. But um, yeah, we need to continue to walk uh, by grace through faith and keep coming back to that, that basic gospel truth. It's not of us, it's only of Jesus. 
Remember, Paul is trying to get the Galatians to wake up. He's, he's baffled, and he's like running out of ideals on how to get them to see how Satan has tricked them. If you return to the law to sustain your righteousness, he says, uh, then you have fallen away from grace. So my view is that this falling away from grace is like when Elvis McFeatherbeak was given his freedom and the bars of his cage along with the window were, were opened, but he clung to his own ways and he fell from that grace. It was severed from him. He never really came to it. Uh, five verses later, well, that'll be next section. I want to keep it kind of brief today, but Paul is going to share with the Galatians who actually holds them in his hands. Is it their strength or even their will that holds them? We'll talk more about who holds us then. But even here in, in the next verse, the last verse we're going to look at today, Paul contrasts the difference uh, between those who fall away, that he just mentioned, those who are severed in verses 3 and 4, and those who persevere to the end. And here's what he says in verse 5. For through the Spirit, by faith, we ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. Father God, thank you for the hope of righteousness. It is only in Jesus Christ. It's a guaranteed hope guaranteed by, by Jesus uh, living the perf perfect life uh, and able to give us his righteousness, dying the sinner's death, taking our place, being paid the wages of our sin on the cross, and then rising from the grave, uh, defeating the hold that um, sin had through God's own law. And, and in so doing, he also gives us uh, the power of the resurrection for us to live victorious lives to keep coming back to Christ and to walk close to Christ, walk in His Holy Spirit, to love others and to forgive others and to have power over sin as we do that. So thank you for this great gift, Father, that does not come through the law, uh, the peace, the joy, none of it, the unsearchable riches. It only comes by grace through faith because of what Jesus did, Father. And you hold us, Father. He who began a good work in us will sustain it to the end. And Lord, I just uh, guide us, Father, as we, as we go to the next, next session, Father, as well, and, and teach us um, how you hold us, Father, as we look at that later. We love you. In Jesus' name.